Hey everybody, it's Steve from Curtain Jerks. This is an episode we recorded a couple months ago, so if it seems a little bit out of whack, it is. This is a Gets Jerked episode where we watch Card Subject to Change on Netflix. Have a good time. Go to audible.com for your free audiobook download. You know, Scott. Yes, Randy Orton? I think that's... I, I, sorry, I waited for you to say more. I'm, I'm a, such a keen listener because I love Audible so much, so I'm, I'm, I'm keen to listen. Wait a minute. Audible makes you a good listen. listener? Li- yeah. Uh, uh, Randy Orton, Audible makes me a great listener. Scott, I <laughs> love listening. Do you? I <laughs> love listening. You listen. I <laughs> love Sound. You tend to listen a lot while you speak. I love. Well, Randy, the great part is you can get a free audiobook download at www.audibletrial.com slash comedy podcast network. I <laughs> love it. Well, good, because it's free. You get a free audiobook. So there's over 100,000 titles to choose from. Over. Uh-oh. Uh... <laughs> Uh, don't don't number them. Dr- d- <laughs> fa- yeah, yep, hundred thousand. I yep, oh, love it. That's great. You can listen to them on the road with all your buddies. You can listen to it on your iPhone, your Android, your Kindle, or your MP3 player. Thanks, curtain jerks. You're welcome, Randy. Thanks, <laughs> Jesus. Curtain jerks. You're welcome. Right here on the Comedy Podcast Network, I'm Scott Narver. And I'm Steve Sears. And this is a special Gets Jerked episode of Card Subject to Change. That's right, it's a documentary from 2011 that covers the seedy underbelly of independent pro wrestling. And to start off, to tell you right off the top, it is a bummer. Yeah, Scott and I were... uh, Man, you watch this movie. I got tired. I got beat down by life on this one. Did you? Yeah, I feel like uh, we were we were talking about how similar it is to the wrestler in terms of like, wow, the realism. Well, it's a documentary for first for fuck's sake, and uh, <laughs> for first fuck's sake, for, for the first fuck that I shall give a for sake the f- for. Well, there shall be a series of fucks that shall be given to but this film. The majority of these fucks shall be put in a this order based on importance and fuck given. There shall be a fuck given to Kamala, and a, sh- a fuck shall be given to Kevin Sullivan. The special appearance by fucking Percy Pringle the third, And a big fat comb-over fuck for Bill Apter. Yes, indeed. Uh, yeah. That was more fun than watching this movie. Well, I, for us, we love getting to... It's like watching the Band-Aid get pulled off of something. Well, no shit, because we haven't done one of these in so long that we go like, all right, let's start up again. I leave all my DVDs at home. I don't bring anything. Yeah, we can't find anything got, on Netflix. We we searched a little bit. We we weren't really sold on anything in particular. The Marina-thon we still want to do. Like, there's still stuff, but we had to have, like, all the material 
But it's like, and the material well, for right the, the material for the marinathon is cocaine and beer and for and some good snacks. And who cares? Yeah. Um, and some fucks to be given. Yes, indeed. Given and gra- given and granted. Yes, Miz, a big fuck up into you. Yes, this fuck has been granted. Teddy Biasi, a million dollar fuck shall be placed <laughs> upon your face. <laughs> and John Cena, a pair of jort fucks. Did you say hookers or who cares? Who cares? <laughs> okay. Wait, what? Uh, that's hookers with no names. The who cares? Well, my name is... Who hey, cares? Who cares? Who cares? <laughs> um, oh, my God. I am in such a better mood now that I'm not watching this movie. Well, we, okay. Dude, there's so much justification that needs to be done for a movie like this. This movie is shot uh, from 2006 to 2009. And as we said, it's on Netflix at the time of this recording. I'm not sure if it's still be on there now. Um so it's available to watch. It's got Kevin Sullivan on the cover, uh, and he's pulling at some guy's face in leopard print. Um, or cheetah. What is that? Leopard? That's Tiger. Oh, it's Tiger. Um, and it covers mostly within pro, uh, this uh, organization called Pro Wrestling Superstars, PWS. Which, uh, uh, we should say would be an awesome fucking show to go to. Like, I, If I were on the East Coast and they're in Jersey, it sounds like primarily... It looks like they have really fun shows. They try and get uh, some bigger name talent to come out there for for the shows and and the young and up and coming guys. And it looks like a good time. Yeah, I find this, myself thinking while we were watching, I was like, if that was local, I'd want to go to it frequently. Yes, this documentary doesn't really convey that. They don't really showcase that very well. Uh, yeah, I think the idea, like a lot of. I feel like this documentary was kind of almost exploitive in a way that it was like, look how small the crowds are. Look what these people are putting themselves for. And for what? Like, it was like the question. It wasn't look at the dream that's so far away. And what's the purpose? Yeah. You have no friends. The life just is, sucks and you get beat up. And then you these go, are the numbers. You go against nowhere. You. Yeah. They don't even show them going home. They show Kevin Sullivan at home ish at one point with his dog hanging off of a tree. At one point, and they then do show snorkel gear like. And then I go in the water sometimes. But that's what people do in Florida. And I own a, the largest gym in the Florida Keys. And I work out like I'm a broken Popeye. Well, he works out with his glasses on, which really kind of threw me for a loop. Well, you got to see the weight. Yeah. You got to go, what is it, 75 pounds? Okay. He, he works out like he's trying to work out in, incognito. But there's a camera crew following around. And he's the owner. Yeah. He's, uh, he's Senior Froggies. They did show... Um, Rhett Titus, was that his name? I believe it was Rettitus. Rettitus, yes, of course. Uh, who? Uh, young, young kid. Yeah, young kid, good-looking kid, good talent. Fucking, wait, oh, god damn, this kid's good-looking. Yeah, what a handsome kid. <laughs> Look at those abs. Look at that hair. Yeah, just a blonde, long-haired, you know, shape. But he was, that was the one moment, like, one of the few moments you got to see one of these hard-working guys actually at home, like, talking to his kid, and it was, it was a cool moment, but they're so... He was talking to his kid? I'll let you in on this little secret right now. Uh, when they showed Rhett Titus, I fell asleep for a little while. Man, God, <laughs> Scott, I wanted to fall asleep so bad because we should. I should point out it's a Saturday afternoon and we're up way later. We would be sleeping right now. I had to work until five in the morning and then had to drive up to LA to go to a wedding uh, at eleven, which I drank through. <laughs> it was an amazing wedding. I ate through. Yeah, it was at the Magic Castle in in Hollywood. Congratulations, Alex Ferrari and CB Spencer. Now CB Ferrari. Yeah, it was a it was a good show. Friends and of ours. It was that wed- It was a wedding like a show. 
it was it was a it was an awesome uh, wedding, but I I was I hey I'm fucking dressed up for this documentary I watched today. Yeah, I fell asleep in a suit, <laughs> and I look like an Italian guy who was riding the bus and fell asleep. <laughs> That's true. Steve doesn't dress up for weddings. No. Um. So uh, yeah, I fell asleep for a little while because I was bored and bummed out and full up on uh, crab meat. Oh, and I also made that delicious pizza. Yeah, we ate at a buffet. And then Steve was so hungry when we got home that we ate more. Oh, man. They had crab legs that would go off the plate. Like, those crab legs were like wizard wands. <laughs> these, like, these are the longest fucking crab legs you ever could imagine. If you were expecting us to talk about Cards Subject to Change, we should have said at the top of this podcast, hey. That might happen. Uh, card Subject to Change. Yeah, Card is Subject to Change. So uh, we're covered, and uh, you can't get your money back on this free podcast. The rolls had a, like were sweet. They had a little bit of a cinnamon taste to it. I called that shit. You didn't eat your roll. I had a bite of it. I the other thing was like every animal was represented on the plates. Oh, like it was there was wonderful. there was like a beef. Uh, what was that? Just a beef. Like a big roast. roast beef. Yeah, it was like big roast. <laughs> it's a beef that's roasted. Yeah, but it isn't roast what beef. Would you call this? It isn't roast beef. There was. Uh, and then next to that, as was, Alex referred to as a, a pig butthole, there but was it turned pig, out it was just, <laughs> just like sole. Yeah, so, yeah, fish. And then there was like good breakfast sausages and bacon, and then like a peanut spaghetti quiche. So there's plenty of eggs. Oh yeah, there was a quiche. There was an omelet station, like for tiny little omelets and little frying pans. Everything. And then in the center was like seafoodomania, it's running wild, mm-hmm. wrestling. Uh, long crab legs, shrimpies, and uh, <laughs> shrimpies, uh, lox. And then they had uh, lettuce for dressing. And then there's salad the dressing. Other room. I didn't even go in this other room. The like other this room. Master, this the other room, room had fried chicken and waffles and an ice cream station. What? A, a Sunday station. Jesus, I missed all of that. You didn't go in. I said you're gonna go. No, I can't. You like you threw a fit about being full there. No, no, no. You, you told me to. You told me dessert. to go get ice cream after I'd had my waffles. After I'd had my roast beef. I also tried to get food. you to get crab legs when you're like, you can't go from dessert to that. You can't go back. I have trouble mixing. Uh, well, <laughs> what's anyway, Scott cleaned out like two giant crab legs and he was just sucking the meat right out of it. I, I'm a meat sucker. What can I say? Uh, so anyway, when you fell asleep, uh, Rhett Titus, the kid who everybody thought was going to go far and go places. There's a moment where he's uh, he's hanging out with his three year old son and his three year old son is watching wrestling. And the three-year-old son is like, what What are you doing? You going to wrestle? And then okay. the dad's like, yeah. And then he, he was like, well, you know what? I'll ask your mom if you can come to the show tonight. And then the little kid runs in front of the camera, and he has this big smile on his face. Oh, okay. Boy, That's that sounded the, like that would have been a nice, happy moment to see. That was the one moment in the entire movie where it was like, hey, these guys have lives outside of this. Yeah, they don't really show that. I found out that Kamala is a truck driver. Yep, not no more. Was a truck driver. Yeah, diabetes took his foot. Is it gonna... So that's probably going to be pretty hard to drive a truck. Automatic? No, but they, they don't, don't cover that. Anything. Like, it's a little, you know, any documentary with it being out of date, uh, that it's the the finite time of when it ends, uh, you're missing out on some current information. I also think they're all, they're covering so much information and, like... Because they cover a lot of guys. I started... I was writing down names for a while. I clearly stopped when I fell asleep. Yeah, there, there's a so, moment where the pen just sort of goes off the page. <laughs> uh, let me let me go through a list of some names that are, are essentially oh, characters. You do, yeah, a lot of these characters, though, have one interview, which they sort of got all their information from. So I think... Yeah, some people they go to back and forth, but... Uh, some of these guys are just a one and done. Mm-hmm. Uh, so you got 
Johnny Falco, who's the uh, promoter of Pro Wrestling Superstars, and it's more—it's his story. It's he—he's the the uniting factor. They keep going back to. They him. got three. Yeah, they got three guys that they go back to, and they don't really tie them together in any way. Uh, you got Kevin Sullivan, who's another one. He's he's also a tying factor, and your other uh, tying factor is Trent Acid. Yeah, those three. Uh, you also have the Equalizer, uh, James Irving, who's also Sergeant Jimmy Storm. We get to see him have his first match. You, we see Bill Apter. We see uh, Kamala, Percy Pringle the uh, Third, Lacey Von Eric, Sensational Sherry Martell, Rhett Titus, Dylan Summers, aka Necro Butcher, Sabu, uh, Kip Sop, aka uh, Badass Billy Gunn, uh, Pete Gruner. Oh man, Pete Gruner, Television's Billy Kidman. <laughs> That's a part. That was the best part for me. When you flipped out, when in huge letters across the screen it says Pete Gruner. Yeah, I, I thought his name was Billy Kidman. It, it doesn't seem like a name that you would choose. I it, I I swear, like he should cut. I this is this is the best part of this documentary. I saw Pete Gruner, aka Billy Kidman, aka the coolest guy ever. He shows up uh, to uh, to wrestle Trent Acid, correct? Yes. Yeah. Uh, Pete Gruner, like Pete Gruner, I think is the best name for a wrestler right now. I think he should come back to WWE as Pete Gruner because he's huge and he should just be an awesome bad guy. Oh, oh have you heard? Of Pete Gruner is coming. Pete Gruner? You mean Billy Kidman? And then immediately, they, like someone flying be, scissor kick. Yeah, no, someone would be like shh, and then he'd run up and he'd just take out whoever said Billy Kidman. Well, first there's a uh, a dirty white uh, tank top thrown at them. It's like, hey, isn't this Billy Kidman's? Yeah, it was. Big boot. Pete Gruner. <laughs> yeah. I think he should yell his name and just kick anybody's ass. If someone says Billy Kidman, it's like th- saying three-minute warning. Mm-hmm. Exactly. I'm not fucking kidding. I think this is the, one of the coolest ideas ever. He should sing his own theme song in the vein of McGruber. Pete Gruner. Pete Gruner. And then fly his other kick. Call out every move that he's going to do. Pete Gruner. Speaking of which, the music in this was super hardcore. Uh, not like at the most inappropriate of times. Yeah, not at the. We'll get we'll get to the end in I, a little bit. Yeah, uh, say well, spoiler alerts, yeah, guys. Yeah. You've we'll, listened we'll to these. To, cur- we'll, you've listened to these get jerked episodes before. If you haven't, we're all over the map. Yeah. If you haven't, I should point out this is something we used to do before. Can I can I point out one thing about Bill Apter? Please, Scott. Okay, Bill Apter is a guy that. Uh, Which one's Bill Apter? Bill Apter is the wrestling journalist. Okay. Uh, yeah, a bit of a comb over on him. Um, he's an older gentleman. Uh, he's been in the wrestling business for a very long time doing coverage. Have like, you heard of him before this? Uh, yes. Yes, I have. I've, I've seen footage of him. I've, I've watched his interviews. He's a guy that everybody knows. Is everybody, Everybody's willing to talk to him because he's a nice guy. He clearly is a, is a wrestling journalist who loves it and is around. Um, but he's kind of a... The nicest way of putting this, because, again, I, I, I'd like to talk to this guy. I'm sure he's got tons of stories. He's kind of just a big dork. Yeah, he's a but wrestling I, journalist. Yeah, hey, I, you know, I mean, we're big dorks. Yeah, but that could have been but either one of us had we gone down that path, Scott. Either one of us could be an Aptor. I'm worried that I will someday turn into Bill Aptor. I'm worried that I'm going to comb that hair over and, you know, go to some toy signing with Perry Saturn or something. Like, 
Perry Saturn, hello, Scott Narver from Curtain Jerks. All the other members died, and I'm the only one living still. And There's time now. Boy, my my glory days are um, far behind me. Would you like to talk to me? Uh, I, I, I I don't think you do really the comb over. Me. I think you just let they grow out like it was a comb over, but you just let it go straight down, mm. like zero Mostel in. Uh, oh my god, and the producers. In the producer. <laughs> <laughs> so I I have a little bit of. Bill Apter scares me of my future self. So Bill Apter... Even though he's very accomplished and does what he wants to do, and good for Bill, I don't want to be Bill Apter, everybody. Uh, he, Scott Nerver, you heard it I'm here first. I'm clutching my microphone. Don't let me turn into Bill Apter, everybody. That's how Bill Apter gets those interviews is he clutches his microphone, Scott. I want to turn into Catherine Miller. Catherine Miller. Yeah, Wrestle Talk TV's Catherine Miller. Oh, you're just doing that because you want to retweet this. Yeah, I want to retweet my own tweet. Okay. She's a beautiful lady. All right. Don't all right. I showed you some pics. Yeah, the thumbnail. Like, Yeah. As soon as I start getting tweeted, perhaps I'll see what you're talking well, about. Well, you should be on Twitter. Um, uh, I am. So, yeah, but you should use it. Oh, that's true. <laughs> so we got to see all all these different people. And I, I like I said, I didn't write all these people down. Um, and I can't remember who some of them are. I don't remember who the equalizer uh, you, you is. You say a name. The equalizer. Yeah, who's that? Uh, we just watched it. Oh, he, he was talking to Kevin Sullivan. He fe- he he, he was in the part of the tag team against Kevin Sullivan. Oh, okay. Um, it's it's really a look. And I say this as a word of warning that if you want to watch this movie, it's okay. It's fine. It gives you a little glimpse behind wrestling, and you get to see some of these guys. That if if these are some of your of, yeah. favorite guys, that there you get were to see a them. lot of surprises after before we had named all the wrestlers who were in it. Yeah, that you get to see them up close, too up close. It was shot incredibly close to people's faces, way zoomed in, and you get to see you get to see them, and you get to see them behind the scenes. You don't see any fun. You don't see them hanging around and joking with each other. You don't see the life of some There's of the, the fun of see, pro yeah, wrestling. You don't get to you don't get to hear the sort of uh, about road stories or people on the road. You don't get to see the stuff that you like that would be interesting. There, the journey of it seems to be completely gone. All you get to see yes. is the struggle. There's no questing. There's no uh, element of progress. <laughs> no searching through dungeons. Yeah, no, no, no uh, looking for loot or well, talking to in villagers. Terms of, in terms of storytelling, it's nothing but like. The, it's nothing like the second act dark place. Do you know what I mean? It's really like, oh, this is how tough it's going to be. And this is always how tough it's going to be. And there's never really, these are my successes. These are my shortcomings. It felt the, like watching spin art being made at a mall. Sort of, yeah. It's like, oh, look at all the colors. Uh, wrestling, th- wrestling, wrestling, talking head thanks. wrestling, wrestling, yeah. What, what, was the, what was I supposed to walk away with this? Don't become a wrestler, I guess. Um. So that being said, we have these list of people, all these people, but this is there were people cut out from the documentary that didn't even make it in. There's tons of people. We 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 put it out there that we're going to be recording this episode, that we're going to be watching this movie, and we received word from people that insisted on showing up here today. Yeah, we reached out because at the the credits, there's just a long list of people that were involved with the film, and we're like, hey, why we didn't see them in the documentary? So we thought we maybe see if we could get a hold of their footage and talk to them about it. Yeah. So uh, I I think we're gonna bring in somebody now. Uh, uh, Swagger, uh, Jack, Jack, can we can we buzz somebody in, please? Oh, you guys! Are you guys ready for your guests? Yes, Jack. We're ready well, for you. Got it, guys. I uh, I don't want to. I don't want to 
uh, I don't want to spoil things, but uh, if you thought you were going to be getting some uh, super big names, cards up at the change. Wings points. Wang points. Wing points. Like, See, like I'm a, I'm like a comedian, like you guys. Wink, pointing. Stop pointing your finger guns at us. Finger guns point. Jack, winks. Who is this guest? <clears throat> well, he's a, he's a recurring guest of the show. It's Make with Charlie, you guys. Oh man, Scott, please don't yell at him. <sighs> Make wish Charlie was cut out of Card Subject to Change. God, it was. How old is Make wish Charlie? This, I, I I don't know. I tend to get mad. A lot of people would say that I'm eternally young. Hey, everybody. It's Make-A-Wish Charlie here. But uh, you'd be wrong. I'm on my way to 30 years old. What? You're a Make-A-Wish kid. Yeah, my body is failing me. Yeah, but how are you? Are you saying you're on the road to 30 years old? My development makes me say a child, but my age is far greater. <laughs> Do you have some reverse Benjamin Button? <laughs> I'm Mr. Man. What? The reverse of Benjamin Button. Mr. Man? I didn't see it. Is that a reference to it? Timothy Tassel. T- what? I, I, I'm not following Ricky you. Ricky Rope. What? Sam Shirt. What are you saying? You're getting my blood boiling, Make-A-Wish, Charlie. You're, you, as far as I knew, I thought you were maybe somewhere between 7 and 11 years old, uh, a young boy who has these crippling diseases that's never fully been explained by a doctor, that uh, you're bound to a wheelbarrow, but you have the dream of becoming uh, a professional wrestler. Straight, straight talk, Scott Nauver, Steve Sears, straight talk. You mean a shoot? Straight talk. Uh, you mean a shoot, Make a Wish Charlie? That's, you mean a shoot? That's right. I, I'm gonna, I'm gonna beam you guys with my arrow. No, I'm really gonna, I'm really gonna straight talk right now. If guys. you want to learn the terminology to be in the business, what you're doing, you're gonna tell the truth, right? Yeah. You're gonna tell the truth. Yeah. That's a shoot. You got it. You got a shotgun of truth coming your no, way. No, just say it's a fucking shoot, Man, Charlie. This is serious. This is a big old truth bomb. You got straight, straight, God, straight truth. God damn it! All right, just hit us with it. It's a shoot. Everybody. I was in utero for 18 years. <laughs> what? My mother carried me in her womb for 18 years. Is she alive? Yes, but she's very tired. <laughs> Is she... When did the wheelbarrow come into play, if I may ask? When my bones didn't form right, they needed to carry my puddle around. All right, well, I just wanted to make sure that your mother also didn't just either ingest or grow a wheelbarrow inside of her. That's ridiculous. <laughs> oh, of course it is. I'm being absurd. <laughs> Scott, you're being an asshole. Am I? Well, I'm sure it's fine. We'll just make it with Charlie coming in. Give us a straight, straight old shotgun of blasty truth. Straight talk. Straight talk. Let's just ask him some questions about the documentary. All right. Uh, make it with Charlie. Uh, yes. You, you uh, were in this documentary. Did you one time uh, wrestle for pro wrestling superstars? No. Okay. Well, then how did how did it come to be about? Where where were you? Why was I in the credits? Yes. Why were you in the credits? Sherry Martell comes up to me and kisses me on the cheek when she comes to the ring in the archival footage. A Sherry Martell comes up to you and kisses you. On the cheek. On the cheek. On the cheek. And you got credit for this? Of being cut out of the doc- of being cut out of a wrestling documentary? Gorilla position! Giraffe position. <laughs> you, you antelope position. You have a fascination with John Cena. Uh, left you at the gorilla position and didn't bring you out on that one raw. 
And oh, did I strike a nerve? I don't have any nerves. <laughs> I shouldn't laugh. I really shouldn't laugh. Scott, Jesus Christ, he's still got emotions. It's a comedy show. I just watched Card Subject to Change. I'm ready to laugh. So when a when a uh, child that apparently is 30 years old with his crippling diseases that tells me he has no nerves, it caught me off guard and I laughed. You could say it tickled your funny bone. All right. Now, you're like Jerry Lewis. When you try and be funny, you're not funny. But when you're not trying to be funny, you're fucking hysterical, Charlie. Charlie, uh, who's you you've clearly seen this documentary since you've been credited in it. I'm a big fan of the indie wrestling pop. Who What? I'm a big fan of the indie wrestling pop. What is that the indie wrestling pop? You know, like the indie wrestling community, the indie wrestling pop. The indie wrestling pop. Yeah, like, like the traveling and like the shows and the small promotions, the indie wrestling pop. I'm just going to let the listeners know that my right eye is twitching because I'm very angry. Oh God, that's a little bit of a bulge. What is that, Scott? Yeah, well, it's it's anger. It's just anger boiling up, and I'm I'm trying not well, to yell at Charlie. Please don't. All right, Charlie, who out of this? Uh, movie was your was your favorite wrestler? Necro Butcher. <laughs> Necro Butcher. He came to the ring and he was wearing his his cheetah skirt and he had his big painted stuff on his big black body and he had his face paint on and Paul Bearer was there. No, that Paul is Bearer, Kamala. Necro Butcher's manager. No, that is Kamala. Kamala is a large black man from Uganda okay. with a tribal makeup on his face. Yeah, he loves wrestling in Japan. Necro Butcher is the guy that looks like Phil but looks like he's a little bit better off and not as haggard. He's the one with the big beard, the white guy who's balding, although Phil has his hair. Sabu! No. Oh, my God. They put the names of the wrestlers in front of them. They put it on there so you can identify who is who. Sabu is bald and from Bombay. He's got the, the, the sparkly tights. Scott? You're bleeding out of your mouth. I should be because I am mad at Make-A-Wish Charlie. All right, I'm wheeling him out of here. No, I'm wheeling don't. him out of here. Don't. Make-A-Wish Charlie? Scott, no. get out of the way. Charlie? Scott, get out of the way. Make-A-Wish Charlie? <laughs> Scott, get out of the way. No. I'm wheeling him out I of here. I have a question for him. I have one more question for him. It's okay, Steve Sears. I can handle this. <laughs> Which one was Lacey Von Eric? Lacey Von Eric. Which one was Lacey Von Eric? Hmm. It should be really simple should be really simple and would cause the blood to not be pouring out of my mouth. Mm. I'll give you a hint. It's a female. Okay. Okay. Fair enough. You should know some of your wrestling history or some of these people that you're credited in the same documentary with. I got with. it. You got it. Okay. Corvus Fear's girlfriend. I fell asleep through that part. I don't know if that's true. <laughs> This makes me so mad. Scott, I'm wheeling him out of here. I don't know who Corvus Spears is. I'm wheeling him out of here. I don't know. Man, I am. I don't know. Fuck you for falling asleep twice during that documentary. I, I made fell a, asleep once. I made a. For a long period of time. Yeah, with a. <laughs> I made such a concerted effort to stay awake during this. I watch wrestling all throughout the week. You watch it 10 minutes before we record. 
I am allowed to fall asleep through a boring ass documentary about guys that are just showing the most bummering time of their lives. I'm all wedding hungover, so this is a, this really hit me hard. It was a, it was a super bummer. Oh, oh, so sad. The pressures of being with your girlfriend at a wedding and drinking <laughs> and thinking, oh shit, I gotta propose at some point. <laughs> ah, no pressure. I got digits. Yeah, this Scott got fucking digits, and it was very impressive. I did. This is unheard of, listeners. Like, I don't do that. And I, was, and I told Steve, I'm like, you said, I don't think she's that into you. And I go, no, no, no. I said, I don't think she's that interesting. I thought you said interested. No, I said interesting. Oh, okay. Yeah, I wasn't. No, I didn't. I didn't think that she wasn't that into you. I thought she just wasn't interesting. I didn't think she was fun to be around. <laughs> well, you did. Oh, by the way, don't forget point. to tell her to listen to the podcast. <laughs> I won't. I don't. Also, I should say I didn't talk to her really at all, so I really I'm probably judging. <laughs> but she took out her chapstick, which was in a tin. And she rubbed it on her lip, face instead of putting her finger in it. It was like a lip balm, uh, like a thing that you get mints in, like a little circular case. Yeah, but she like, she then opened it and then put that on her face. Rubbed the lid of it because it had it melted on the on the roof of it and rubbed it on her lips. And I was in the middle of saying something and I had to and stop because I, could, right the I couldn't out figure out what she, was, she took offense to. Yeah, I mean, I wasn't offended. Because you're like, it's fucking weird, right? <laughs> Saying this to other people at the yeah. table. Just try. I just try to ostracize women as soon as I meet them. That's what I do. <laughs> well, it, I guess it made me seem better in comparison. Yeah, it made Scott fucking look like James Bond. Because I said, uh, well, I don't, you know, yeah, she may not be interested, but who gives a shit? Like, I assume she's oh, well, not. Well, now I'm kind of bummed that she thought I said she wasn't interested. I just, well. Yeah, I said interesting. Oh, okay. Listeners, come on, back me up. Hey. It was it was a bold move on my part. And yeah, and he fucking got digits. That's awesome. And you know why it worked, wrestling fans? It's because I didn't own up to the fact that I'm a wrestling fan. They, that you didn't lead with that. Oh, I didn't mention it at all. Oh, okay. So. Hey, what are you doing Monday night from nine to eleven? Ugh, I mean boy. twelve. Eight to eleven. Shit. <laughs> um. Oh gosh, how did you know that? True love. <laughs> um. Man, I keep getting texts too. Whoa! Uh, from Mark Horzeka, my backup. <laughs> Guys, if it doesn't work out, <laughs> me and Mark Horzeka are totally gonna don't fuck up. that up because then we can't have him on the show anymore. That's Not right. like we have him on. The, oh, if anything, it's uh, it seems like me and Mark are fighting because we're never on the show at the same time. That's it does seem like that. Um, so tell that fucker I mean business. I want my fucking money. Speaking of a guy who means fucking business, Trent Acid. Yeah, God damn it, Scott. That guy means business in this documentary. Yeah, it's a, a good chunk of it is dedicated to him. Uh, ooh, weird choice of words. What did I say? Dedicated. Oh man. Uh, Trent Acid recently passed away in two thousand nine. Yeah, nine or ten. Two the, oh, 2009, 2010? It was hard to keep track of how many people died during this movie, and then uh. So Trent Acid, let's let's describe Trent Acid for the listeners because you had heard of him before. I had the name heard of him. sounded familiar. He's he, sort of a Jeff Hardy kind of long hair. Uh, uh, Matt Hardy, his hair was black. Oh, yeah, but he had Jeff Hardy's physique, and he had that sort of uh, Matt Hardy before he ate too many grapes. <laughs> right, all right, all right. Um, y- yes, he's a he's a he's a, a the epitome of a indie indie wrestler, as you're describing. Uh, long hair, uh, slim physique, more of a high flyer. They sort of uh, promoted him as the local guy, whoever they bring in a big guy to face. That that's the local, that's the homegrown he's, talent. Yeah, like he's that's their who your top. Pete Gruners go up against. <laughs> he's their he's their top guy mm-hmm. amongst them that has come from that area. 
so all the fans locally love him and he's that guy that wrestles all the indies and so everybody has a deep appreciation for him i hadn't seen him up, up till this documentary um and it goes through a period in which he uh talks about drug abuse and that he's going through it and he was using and no one well, knew. Uh, no at first he's uh they show him and he's sort of talking oh, 14. about what? At the age of 14, he's, he's doing drugs. No, he said that he had started wrestling at 14. Yeah, but then it, his only way of making money was dealing drugs. See, everyone he knew was a drug dealer, and then he started... Uh, a lot of this is revealed on the sort of the second part we see him. When we first get introduced to him, he's very like, oh, hey, I'm an indie wrestler. I'm sort yes. of at the top of my game. I'm wondering what's next because uh, there's only so many times I can do this anymore. And then the documentary says in to- late 2008, the producers lost track of... Acid, like they just lost contact with him which this is pre-twitter so that's easy yeah. that's easy to do you know you acid's got to have a twitter to know like oh he's at the local uh rubies or is updating his wikipedia page yeah or in carta yeah no i guess that's too far back yeah too far back um but then later he says they got in touch with him and it's, he went to jail he went to jail for uh a drug overdose, right? No, a, weird no. that you sniffed right before you said that. Well, he, he he had a drug overdose, and then he went to jail for a uh, an altercation, and then he also had a prior. Uh, drug. He's a wrestler. Yeah. He has an altercation every night. Keep it in the ring. <laughs> hey, you're gonna fight your girlfriend? Fight her in the ring. Yeah. Uh, and he had a, and then he sort of came back and had a second interview, just looking worlds different. Because he was like he beaten, just yeah. like beaten by life. Mm-hmm. Uh, so talked about his, uh, the use of drugs, like at fourteen, knowing drug dealers, selling drugs, and then using from that age, doing everything, like trying everything out. Pizza and crab. Jeez, show some respect. <laughs> uh, no, that's like, hey, that's my OD that I had for today. Um, but so Trent goes through the stuff, talks about it at length. Uh, they they go through all of these things. What was strange to me was he talks about that no one seemed to know that he was using drugs. Like it was just no no one was aware. But at the same time, he's also saying that he was getting everything from the locker room, and he was like being a wrestler and doing drugs go but, hand in hand. But and friends and family like aren't aware. From a guy by the wrestling name of Trent Acid, who dresses and looks the way he does. That I mean, I looked at him. I'm like, yeah. I, I would think that you do drugs. I think, but this is like, this is sort of the main issue with this documentary in general, was, which was... The gloss uh, over? Yeah, no, not just the gloss over, but it was like, it was the magnifying glass and gloss over, which was like, yes. hey, up and coming indie wrestler, like really cool. And then sort of sowing the seeds of like, is he going to show up tonight or not? And then just having him be gone and then having him come back and sort of be like, I went to jail I'm in recovery. I'm this, and then they sort of head towards the road to redemption, where he's like he's wrestling again, and then it's he's dead. It's like it's text on the screen. It's the end of Animal House. It's the it's the sort of it's where the ev- worst end of Animal House, by the way. Yeah, it's where everyone is now, and a lot of it was like, hey, remember how we showed you how tough this struggle is, and it's not like the good times. Rock and guitar music, and this person died, and this person's still at it. Yeah, it's completely inappropriate for what's going on. It's like, uh, I want to rock out, but you're telling me this guy I've just invested in and interested to see now as a wrestler is dead. Sherry Martell, last interview she did. I think one of the best ways to explain it is wrestling with shadows feels like a portrait of a man and like of the time, right? 
Yeah. And then this is really yeah, like they captured they captured uh this this time. Yeah, that this time in a person's life and also how it affects the, that person's life. This really felt like newspaper clippings. It's like we have one interview like and I feel for him. I think as filmmakers they probably were saddled with one interview with someone with one soundbite and to trying, tell the story. And trying to get as many names on it to get people to watch it. To, to pull focus, to be like, oh, man, it's got this guy and this guy and this guy and this guy. So you're you've interested. Got, you've got Nick Dinsmore, Eugene, in it for 16 seconds talking about Lacey Von Erich. And it's a cool it's a cool moment because you're it's excited like, to see him. You're like, hey, and it's an en- and it's Eugene an en- got better. And it's an endorsement. But it's like, why him? Like, I feel like well, maybe I'm not an insider. I don't why know. Why not more of him? Like he's th- and then he's gone. Yeah, it's like if you're only going to show him for a second, people are going to think of what his most high profile role was, but you need to have more time with him to be like, Oh, wait a minute. He's a trainer. Oh, he's got a school or any of these elements that I can only guess that was the case. Yeah. They leave out a lot of stuff and yeah. It, um, it, they, they done the, uh, they just kind of gloss over it of like this, this wrestler came to this and then three years later, well, they're somewhere around now you go, well, you guys filmed it. Like, don't you know? Do I have to look it up myself? It's also tough, I think, because if they had taken all their... You can't have... You can't get fucking a distribution deal for a three-hour-long documentary about professional professional wrestling that's about the indies. Like, I understand where they're coming from, and, like, it's hard to... For me, I felt bad. I I asked you. It's like, hey, are we... Like, how are you supposed... How are we supposed to talk about this without making fun of it? Because a lot of hard work went into making this documentary. Absolutely. But at the same time, like... I want to question a lot of the choices, but it's like I don't know anything about the why those choices were made. I liked getting to see an indie like I, I love getting to see an indie promoter sort of like not really like losing his shit, but sort of like this is fucking tough and like seeing him sort of scrape by. That was interesting to me. Johnny Falco doesn't have a total appreciation for showmanship. No, no, that's true. <laughs> uh, he oftentimes wore uh, shirts without sleeves. And would just have big stacks of papers holding them. He put on his Tommy Bahamas when he was in the ring. uh, No, he'd still have, like, it's you know, dress up. It's a show. Mm -hmm. People are there to see a show to have as much escapism as possible. They don't want to look at somebody that's like, oh, that could be my uncle, uh, you know, doing the the intros for the show. I have a feeling he needs a second wind. Because, like, watching it, he, like, he would hold his script up in front of his face while he was holding the microphone in the same like, hand. Put and, it on cards. If you're going to use cards, that's fine. But use little note cards. You know, put wear a button-down shirt. Uh, you know, put put on a sense of show. Don't be – if you're going to be the face of it and you're going to be the promoter but you want to be comfortable, like, they don't go hand-in-hand. Hand. Yeah. When, you know, I would go to those UPW shows, uh, you know, the, the ring announcer would be in a, in a nice suit or a tux. Like those types of things, you're sweating your balls up, but I'm seeing a show. I'm seeing, you know, the referees don't just come out in shorts and stuff. It's like, no, they're they're wearing the long pants and they're wearing the referee shirt, black slacks, to keep up the look and the illusion of I'm seeing a show. Like, black shirts with white stripes. Yeah, I'm I'm paying for this. Invest in the invest in the show. Invest in yourself. Mm-hmm. He's not so much investing in himself anymore. Well, I think 
it seems like it's a tough business. I imagine a lot. Either, like I said, it's a second wind. Like, if the things start going better, he's going to start dressing better. You Did know? someone say second wind? Oh, uh, Mr. John Laurinaitis, what are you doing here? Uh, well, I've, uh, I've seen this film. I saw that you gentlemen were going to be watching it today, so I just wanted to come in and make a few announcements. Wait a minute. Did you know we were going to watch it, or did you just watch the movie behind us the whole time? A little bit of column A, a little bit of column B. Gross. Uh, well, now that you're here... We you seem as- dejected. Uh, oh, did this movie get you down? Yeah, it's a bummer, Mr. Laurinaitis. Well, uh, that, uh, well, as the film went on and I was watching this captivating uh, piece of cinema, I made some phone calls and put out some texts, and I have some great announcements to make that'll get me the permanent spot of Raw General Manager. Uh... What are you talking about? Well, I have some great news uh, about some acquisitions that I've made. I will be signing uh, Lacey Von Eric to a long-term contract to be a Divas champion because she's so excellent in the ring and has continued on in her wrestling career. Uh, is she that great in the ring? Scott, is she that great in the ring? Uh well, no, no. She was in TNA. It says at the end of the credits that she didn't keep wrestling. She, she moved on to other endeavors, right? Huh? What? Well, she was in TNA, Mr. Laurinaitis, for a while, but then she just sort of left of her own volition, I well, believe. What do you, I, well, the documentary showed her wrestling, so why would anyone stop? They they, they showed Kevin Sullivan. He he clearly hasn't stopped, nor has, has Saba. Uh, who? Saba. You mean Sabu? Uh, well, I, I'm not uh, up to snuff on the dialect. I, did, did, uh, you get, was, did you get Sabu? It was hard to hear. I, uh, Scott was snoring in front of me. Oh, were you hiding inside of the couch? A little bit of column A, a little bit of column B. Wait a minute, you're wearing a a mocked-up couch suit. Well, well it's a uh, camouflage. I am also a... a, a uh, Think it's a wonderful, uh, heart-wrenching story about a young man by the name of Sergeant Jimmy Storm who had his first match, and I think he should be on Raw permanently fighting CM Punk. Uh, Sergeant Jimmy Storm decided to not wrestle anymore after that. He became a referee. He'd like to wrestle again, but I don't know why you would think that. Why he would he was... stop? Did you see that match? Uh, but no, I, I, I was, uh, I was tweeting. Well, uh, he got pinned. And then he got an elbow drop. He got an elbow drop after he was pinned, and he went to the back. It was kind of he was he was winded. He oh, had a tough time. This isn't turning out as well as I thought. Okay, well here, uh, a, fi- a final announcement of great, big, big breaking news. All right, I, John Laurinaitis, am signing Trent Acid. Finally, this kid will get his break and be in the world wrestling entertainment. You'll see him go up against the likes of The Undertaker and Dean Ambrose. All the dream matches you want to see. John Laurinaitis bringing that to you. Your favorite Raw general manager of all time. The big time, huh? The big time. Oh, it's great. As soon as I saw him on the screen, I thought I gotta get on the phone right now and impress Vince McMahon. Uh, well, uh, Trent Acid passed away. Ooh, I get it. He'll be the Undertaker's son. Yes, no, he'll rise no, from the grave. No, he died before this, uh, this, before this documentary came out. Oh, he, he's dead, dead, dead? Yeah, I'm sorry to share that with you. Oh, um... Maybe you should do your research next time. And to be honest, though, 
there's a very good chance that uh, Trent Acid faced um, Dean Ambrose already in the Indies. Would you like this piece of paper where I wrote down all of my ideas? Yes. Here you are. Back to the old drawing board for John Laurinaitis. Bubba booey, bubba booey, bubba booey, bubba booey. John Laurinaitis, get out of here. Get out of here. Bubba booey. That guy is an idiot. He is very dumb. This uh, one of his ideas is Cheez-Its. But it just says Cheez-Its. He wrote that down? Yeah. Well, but he underlined it, and then he did an ellipsis afterwards. I would assume it's to replace the WWE ice cream bars. Ooh, so WWE. you get little Cheez-Its with, like, Kofi Kingston on them. WWE-Zits. <laughs> That's, uh, nowhere in there does anyone know that it's got cheese in it. WWE-Zits. WWE-Zits. So, in conclusion, uh, <laughs> we started off with a fucking doozy with this one. Yeah. Uh, card subject to change. Interesting watch. Be ready to be bummed afterwards. Be have something ready to either talk about it with other wrestling fans or to have something that, lighter. You like know what? Immediately, it shows the Road Warriors documentary, which has some down parts and this and that. Sure, <laughs> watch something fun after this. If anything, use this as a launch pad. If you see somebody who you thought was interesting, Wikipedia page or find them on Facebook or something like that. Because yeah, Pete Gruner. Yeah, find fucking Pete Gruner, man. A tweet Billy Kidman and go fuck your name. You are Pete Gruner. Pete Gruner is. Through. Oh my god, what a great, awesome name. Pete Gruner. Pete Gruner. Uh, but I think if anything, this card subject to change is a great introduction to sort of the indie wrestling sort of scene. I just feel like I've learned more from watching other things or from going to shows. And it's ugly. It's, yeah. it's ugly without uh, much joy in it. Yeah. You know, it's it's oftentimes how I hear Man of Steel being described, that it's joyless, and which I disagree for Man of Steel. That movie fucking rocks. But this movie just doesn't have a lot to enjoy about. Seeing the stuff with Necro Butcher, and he's going, well, why can I complain if I get all torn up and I get all messed up? That was up? tough to it's hear. It's horrifying. That's tough to hear somebody like, why should I complain doing these things? But for him, he was like, I get so many benefits from it. And it's very strange to sort of hear someone be like, why should I complain? I, I've got a much better life because I can do these awful things. When you look and you go, why are you choosing to do it? You could do other things in other ways. Like, I, I truly can't believe he's that pigeonholed in what he has to do. So it, it raises a lot of questions. You see a lot of different sides of these things. You get to see the indie shows, and it makes you go, yeah, I want to go back. I want to go see some shows again. Hopefully that's what this movie inspires overall. I hope Card Subject to Change at least gets people interested in going to see their local indie promotions. Yeah, get the ball rolling. Opposed, like it, it, it sounds like we're shit-talking it. I think the good points did shine through. Like I like getting to see it, and it's always great to see a revealing look or getting yes. to be in the locker room. But – Oh, man, to check out some peckers? Yo, pecker checkers. Yo, man, you, you need a pecker check. You call up a curtain jerks. Oh, yeah, you do. Uh, but I think anytime you get... Three feet right here on Kamala. <laughs> Good God. Yeah, Ugandan. That skirt, he's got to wrap it. Um, but I think that when it is just sort of dark like this and it feels like there's no there's no way anybody can make it. Like Beyond the Mat meets the wrestler meets... Sadness. Take away all the good parts. Yeah. Cards have to change. So, yeah, watch it if you want. Don't watch it if you don't want. Maybe you got enough from us that you heard enough. Either way, 
I don't want to turn into Bill After. Yeah, I think that's very clear, Scott. For the love of God, don't let me turn into Bill After. Uh, well, by the way, he just canceled his interview with us. Oh, damn it. <laughs> well, speaking of interviews, go back in our archives and listen to us talking to Tommy Dreamer, John Morrison, Heath Slater, J.J. Dillon, Scorpio Sky, and others. And uh, hopefully soon in the future, we'll have some more kick-ass interviews, too. We've, we've been uh, in talks with some other people, and uh, I don't want to say we, because... I guess you could say we're elbow deep in the mud hole of promise. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's, uh, it's always a little difficult because we always don't want to say everybody when it doesn't, if it doesn't come through fruition. Because we're not afraid. We're afraid the Coke isn't going to come through. We're yeah. not going to be able to supply the things we need to. <laughs> for our interviews, not yeah. for them, but for us to keep up the energy to talk with a big old wrestler. Yeah, that's what you got to do with a duo show. So, yeah, listen to our uh, episodes. Like us on Facebook. Uh, follow us on Twitter. And uh, subscribe, rate, and review us on iTunes. And for Curtain Jerks, this is our Gets Jerked of Card Subject to Change. I am Scott Narber. I am Steve Sears. Enjoy your wrestling, kids. It's not that depressing. <laughs> Receive this transmission from the Comedy Podcast Network. For more shows, visit comedypodcastnetwork.com.